When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Unbreakable Latina. Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day, whatever day you're listening to this on. Today is Sunday. It's almost 4 p.m. I had planned to record earlier, but my brother came over. Um, my mom watched a baby for the weekend, and then he and his wife invited us to lunch. So we went to lunch with them, and I was in a food coma. I ate a sandwich and it was huge and onion rings and I definitely crashed because I kind of been eating really good throughout the week. So today was one of the days that I did not eat good and my body was definitely feeling it. Y me estaba una hueva to start recording that I was like, no, we got to get this done because I still have a lot to do. Y ya se fue el fin de semana. Why is it that the weekend goes by so fast but the week goes by so slow. I'm so tired of it. Um, this weekend was a very good weekend. I Today, that's what I have done. I've done a little laundry, cleaned up around the house. Yesterday, I filmed some content in the morning for a little um, collaboration that I'm doing. And the day just flew by. The morning flew by. My niece had been over for the whole weekend, so I was really distracted by hanging out with her. But I had to get some stuff done before I went to my friend Amanda's birthday party. And once I looked at the time and Angela told me she was on her way, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I got to hurry up. So I started getting ready. And then Angela got here. We headed to Amanda's house. We had some carne asada, some meat cheese, and we were just having a good old time. And it was so nice to see two of my friends that I'm very close to meet because they know about each other. I mean, they've met, like, really briefly but it's nice that we could all hang out together and I really like that. So overall, I had a great weekend. My week was actually really good. Um, of course, always busy, but I have been very intentional about limiting my time on my phone. And I know I had talked about this a while back, but se te olvida and you just start like being addicted to your phone. And I realized that my mom and I were starting to like not even talk and we just sit together and just be scrolling on our social medias, ella en el face, me and the TikTok. And I need to be more present. And I've definitely been really good at it where on the weekends, like, yeah, I'm on my phone here and there, but I'll put it down and I won't touch it. And I'm so bad at responding at text messages. And I've been really bad at getting to my DMs lately. But it's kind of freeing and I started doing this thing where once I get home, pongo mi teléfono in my room and I'll leave it there for like two hours and I won't touch it. And honestly, it feels so much freeing. I've been going to sleep earlier. I've been waking up earlier. I'm still not perfect. Of course, I start like I think on Thursday I had planned to do something and I just after my shower, I laid in bed 
in my towel and I was just scrolling and scrolling. And once I fall into that trap, it's hard to get out because I was looking at videos about Vanderpump rules because of the whole scandal thing. And I just kept going and going. And next thing I know, it was time for bed. And I was so mad at myself because I thought like I could have read, I could have done something more useful. So it's hard. It's hard out here, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be more present. I'm trying to kill my phone time because, you know, with the whole like having the podcast and creating content, you get sucked into it sometimes where it's like, okay, like I need a break. So if you have been feeling that way, try to limit where you put your phone down and you don't touch it and you don't see it. Um, one thing I'm going to try to do um, starting tomorrow is putting my phone on further away from my bed. So that way when my alarm goes off, I actually get up because sometimes... I'll have text messages in the morning or messages and I'll read them right when I wake up. And then next thing you know, 10 minutes pass by and I'm running late and I hate that. So I have been trying to be better and I'm going to be better. Every week is progress. Something very traumatic happened to me yesterday morning. I woke up, I took a shower. Yes, that was traumatic in itself. I'm just kidding. But I had gotten out of the shower. I started like uh, flossing and I was flossing. And of course, you know, when you get out of the shower, the steam makes the mirror foggy. So I was flossing and all of a sudden I feel something on my forehead and I, I lose a lot of hair. Like I could probably make some extensions out of all the hair that I lose per shower. And I felt like a hair and all of a sudden like I just flicked like something in my forehead because I thought it was a hair but it wasn't a hair um I smashed something when I did that and it went flying across the way and I couldn't see what it was because like I said the mirror was foggy so I looked down to my right and I see a big old spider and I didn't want to scream because my niece was over she was sleeping and my mom was sleeping as well but I freaked out I killed the spider on my forehead but I was just thinking if this happened while I was awake imagine how much it happens when you're sleeping like I am traumatized I'm gonna wear a mask to go to sleep I'm just kidding but I know that we eat like insects when we're sleeping but that shit was so traumatizing so so if you see me out in these streets throwing um spider webs on the wall you know why <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm pretty sure a lot of you guys know if you're on tiktok there's this one um tiktok where some guy there's a voice of this guy and he goes around new york and he asks people excuse me are you two a couple and couples share the stories about how they met i love watching those i'm such a sucker for them because it makes me believe in true love but there was this particular one that they were asking this couple how they met and she said the girl said she wasn't patient and he, the guy was the nurse and they fell in love shortly after like she was in the hospital anymore and it triggered a memory that I had. So when I was, how old was I? I was 18 when this happened to me. So I had just graduated. It was after I graduated there. So I was 18 and this happened right after I graduated high school. Uh, my friend and I had gone to a bunch of graduation parties that night and we didn't like any of the food. So after we were hungry and we went to eat tortas and then we went home, we went to bed 
And I woke up the next morning with a stomach ache and I thought, oh my God, I shouldn't have ate that torta. It was so late. But this pain wouldn't go away and it was kind of like a cramp sensation. But I tried drinking water and as, as soon as I drank water, it came right back out and I couldn't keep any liquids down. So my mom was like, no, something's wrong with you. So I went to the hospital. Turns out that I needed to get my appendix removed. But there's other surgeries that were taking priority over me at the time. So I had to wait. And while I was waiting, there was this guy that was there as well that was around the same age as me. And I remember he kept staring at me and his mom kept smiling at me. And I was just like, what are you guys looking at? Like, I'm in pain. Turns out that the boy thought I was cute in my hospital gown. <laughs> so he had told his mom to give my mom his email. So my mom's like, here, that guy wants to give you his email. And I was thinking, I don't even know what he looks like. Like, right now I'm in pain. I don't want to see anybody. But I always think about him. I always think, what would it have been if I would have just emailed that guy back? Um, if you're out there and you are still thinking of me, uh, please reach out. Uh, com. I'm sorry that I never emailed you when I was 18, but I'm 33 now, still single. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, after I heard that story, I thought to myself, like, damn, I should have emailed that guy back. He could have been my soulmate. Like, what a story to tell. I'm over here dying. He had a BMX accident. We could have been together. We could have had a whole family by now. So I think it's safe to say he's the one that got away. <laughs> I'm kidding. But that story really uh, triggered this memory of mine that I forgot about. And I thought it was so funny. So I told you guys that I've been eating pretty healthy during the week. I started meal prepping salads, but I wanted to make some fun salads, not some boring salads because I usually get tired of them. And also most of the dressings have a lot of bad ingredients in them. So I wanted to create one with like olive oil so I mixed olive oil and lemon juice and it's the perfect dressing but I put sweet potato and broccoli in the oven I roasted it and I cooked it for the whole week and then I also bought those 90 minute um, quinoa wild rice packets from Costco so I added that to my salad as well on a bed of spinach with cherry tomatoes, cucumber, oh, I already said broccoli, cucumber, um, what else did I put? I think that's it. That's all I put. And I, I did sprinkle a little feta cheese and you guys, it was so good and very filling. And I took a picture of my salad and I put it on one of my stories and people kept messaging me like, what's the recipe? And that's the recipe. There's not much to it. Just add a bunch of veggies and things that you like because sometimes when I add chicken to my salads, the chicken gets dry. I don't know. I'm probably not good at cooking chicken, but even my mom, like she's good at cooking and she doesn't like chicken that gets old and I don't either. So I figured if I just did veggies and then I'll do like chicken for dinner and just cook it and eat it right away, it's perfect. And I felt so energized and full and I'm not snacking. I've also noticed that now that I'm eating breakfast, like I'm actually eating like egg whites or eggs in the morning and avocado and a coffee. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry at all. Like I could make it to lunch. I eat my big salad and I'm not hungry until dinner. So it really does matter how you start your day. And for a while, I was only like drinking coffee. So estaba bien hambriada. By like 10 a.m., I was just like, my stomach was growling. And for some reason, when I'm at work, siempre me da más hambre than when I'm at home. Like at home, I could fast all day. 
doesn't do anything. But when I'm at work, I don't know if it's because my brain's working more. No sé. But if you're looking to stop being hungry, stop snacking, make sure you eat your breakfast. It's very important. I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm just telling you how my body feels. And every time that I do this, I notice that I'm not as hungry. I'm not snacking. I'm not like desperately eating stuff. And the lunch has helped so much because before um, when I had lunch and it wasn't like enough protein or enough veggies, then right away I was hungry and I was eating whatever was in sight. And I work at an office where a lot of people bring a lot of goodies, like a lot of candy, a lot of bread. And I can't say no when I'm starving and that's the only thing in front of me. But now that I'm full, I'm like, ah, it's not really worth it. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about the hypersexualization of Latinas. And it's something that I believe I've talked about before. I have an episode called I'm Not Your Spicy Latina. And I touched a little bit on it, but I kind of want to do like an updated episode and something that I've observed over the last few years and it's becoming more apparent every day. And I wanted to talk about this again because recently I was talking to a friend and I was sharing how men have said certain things to me that I don't understand if I'm giving like this sexual vibe or what I'm doing. And sometimes it makes me really upset that when men see me, they see me for my body, for my curves, but that's it. And they also think it's okay to comment on my body and they think that I'm going to like what they have to say, but I don't. I can't stand it. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel like they can't see anything else about me except my curves. And I was talking to this friend and telling her how I become very defensive. And then men like, why are you so angry? Like, that's why you're single, because you don't like getting complimented. And there's a difference between receiving a compliment that is nice. Like, hey, you look nice. That's a pretty dress on you. Your hair looks beautiful. Not, damn, your ass looks nice in that dress. Or, you don't even know what I would do to you. That's my favorite one. <laughs> but, um, I'm being sarcastic, by the way. It's not my favorite. I fucking hate when people tell me that. I have had a couple incidents on social media. And I have blocked these people. But, um, one particular guy that I had gone on a date with. And I think that it was because... I didn't like him, that he thought he could be disrespectful towards me. Like, he was already, like, an idiot on the date, but I left him on social media. Like, I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't think about, like, deleting him. I was just like, whatever. It just didn't work out. We weren't a match. Um, He was not my type of guy. But I remember him DMing me one time. I think I was at the Carol G concert with my mom and my sister. I took a selfie in the mirror. Nothing, like, crazy. And all of a sudden, I get this message and it says, sit on my face. And this is not the first time that I've gotten messages like this, but this is one of the recent ones that really, like, got to me. And I I was so upset when I got this message and I wasn't going to respond, but you know me, nunca me quedo callada. So I said, does this usually work for you? And he goes, yeah, it works 100% of the time. And I was like, well, it's not going to work with me. And then I blocked him. And then there was this other instance where I had posted a picture in a swimsuit and this guy that I've known for a long time it's not like a friend but it's like un conocido que tenía like we have mutual friends and we used to hang out in the same group and he sent me a message 
on the picture, like, not, like, didn't comment where everybody could see. He sent me a DM with my picture and he put, damn, zorra. Hey, yo no me llevo así con la gente. Like, it's very rare. Like, the only people que me llevo is, like, my family. Where we, like, joke around. But not, this guy, like, I haven't seen him in years. And he commented that. So, right away, like, my heart just sank. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing for these people to think it's okay to talk to me like that? Like, I would never say that to anybody. And I remember being angry as soon as i got that message like the rage in me just started boiling up and i said what do you mean sora and he's like oh all that ass and you guys i was like i had no words like i couldn't even gather my thoughts to like respond i had to wait a long time to respond because i was so angry at the fact that he thought it was okay to comment mind you this person is married and i believe i've met the wife before and I was just like, I can't. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. And I said, I don't think your wife would like you talking to another woman like that. And I have always been super respectful towards you. I never talked to you like that. So I don't know why you think it's okay, even if you think you're joking, to talk to me like that. And he's like, oh, you're overreacting. It's a joke. It's part of my humor. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we don't know each other like that. So pl- do not talk to me like that. And then he apologized. But it took like a big conversation for me to talk to him. And then w- when my friend was like, I have never received messages like that. And I'm like, this is something that constantly happens to me. Happens to me when I'm out. That's why I don't like going anywhere by myself. Like I try to go places by myself. But you know, shit is wild on the streets like you have to be careful and i'm just sharing these stories because this is what got me thinking and not only this there's there's been multiple incidents like i could sit here all day and record a whole episode about all the times i've been sexually harassed by random men and i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one that has this issue there's multiple women that have this issue but I was also talking to this guy like a few weeks ago and he's like, oh, he's like, you're a Latina. You're you're like always crazy, like all the Latinas. And I'm just so sick of this fucking narrative that they're, we're all crazy and we're spicy and we're doing this and that and we're sexy, but we could be submissive for the right man. And I told this guy, so you are thinking you know me already just because that I'm a Latina, I'm Mexican, and this. He's like, yeah, you're all the same. (laughs) I was like, I can't. Like, right away, I was like, I need to end this conversation because it's not going to go anywhere. We're not going to agree on anything because you're already starting on the wrong foot, my boy. So I wanted to talk about how although we are progressing and we are holding, like, these titles and our jobs and everything... One thing that doesn't change, unfortunately, is the stereotypes that limit us and objectify us. And it is such a challenge that we have to face every single day. Like for me, for example, when I get dressed for work, I have to look in the mirror and make sure like, is this too sexy? Are people going to look at me differently if I wear this? And I know that this doesn't only happen to Latinas, but... 
It happens a lot to us because of the way we're portrayed in the media. I did a poll on my Instagram about a week ago that I asked my followers, do you feel like Latinas are often hypersexualized? And 95% of people said yes. I asked, does it bother you? 71% said yes, 29% said no. I also asked, if it does bother you, do you get angry or defensive? 53% said yes, 47% said no. And I also asked, how does it make you feel? Just to see what people said. And here are some of the answers that I got. I know a lot of you wanted me to share them online, but I was waiting for this episode to do so. One person said, it makes me feel like I'm not enough to be loved just as a person, just as an object. Another person said, it's annoying, like, ugh, that's not all we are there's more someone said don't have enough space to write all of my feelings pero me siento indignada another person said i feel objectified it makes me feel like if i don't fit that standard i have to make myself into that to be normal another person said angry because everywhere i go i feel like i'm sexualized i am not seen for the smart woman i am at 43 i'm tired of it it makes me feel self-conscious. It makes me feel irritated. Another person said, it made me feel that's how I had to be to get things I wanted. Growing up, I would see Latinas be sexy and my tia be extra flirty to get discounts or ask for help from men. So it put that idea, that's all I had to do. When I got older, the vibe I gave off was just sex and unfortunately put me in a situation where I was taken advantage of because he didn't think I meant it when I said no. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, amigis. Another person said, It makes me feel like I can't be taken seriously. All of my hard work gets overshadowed by it. I feel like constantly being hypersexualized diminishes my value. Somos muchos más. And I agree so much with this because it makes me feel like no matter what I do, all that matters is how sexy I am. Disheartened because most of it comes from the men within our culture. Another person said, Annoyed. Another person said, violated. Another person said, it makes me angry to think that we are being tagged with the sexy, thick, knows how to dance. They are putting us in that stereotype and making us be sexualized. Another person said, makes me feel as if that's all I'm good for when I have way more to offer. Another person said, a woman can offer so much more than her body. Brilliant minds are out there. Another person said, makes me feel like they see me as an object. Another person said, upset, found myself in a situation that guys felt like they could make comments that were out of line. Another person said, like, I need to cover up, like, I did something to make it more pronounced. I wear bigger clothes. Another person said, not valid for everything else I have to offer. Another person said, like, we are seen as exotic and not human beings. Another person said, it makes me uncomfortable. I feel very vulnerable. It makes me feel angry and disgusted. Another person said, tired of Latina women being recognized for their looks only. We are more than our bodies. My favorite response that I received that I completely agree with is, you can't speak up against it without spicy Latina being used against you. And that's why I created that last episode because the moment that I defend myself or I stand up for myself or I say, hey, you're disrespecting me, I've been called spicy Latina so many freaking times that I can't even count. I'd be a millionaire by now if I had a dollar for every time I've been called a spicy Latina. And 
Most of the um, answers were were a lot of people tired of being objectified, being hypersexualized, and there was a few that really enjoy being hypersexualized. Some said they were proud. Some says it made them feel like a badass. There was like maybe like four or five answers like that, but for the most part, everyone is sick and tired of this narrative. I feel like this hypersexualization of Latinas has such an impact in our personal and professional lives. Because just fitting this narrative of being that spicy, quote-unquote spicy Latina can place you in an uncomfortable situation, especially in professional settings, because it can be like a barrier to advancing in your career. I remember working for this bank that I will never ever work for again. I would never work for a bank, period. But I work for this bank called that rhymes with Trishmargo. And (laughs) I remember that I used to wear these high-waisted slacks and I would get in trouble because my the manager the store manager at the time was telling my male co-workers that I had been working out a lot and that my pants were looking way too tight on me basically saying that my ass was too fat (laughs) I'm just kidding but it's not funny but it's kind of funny and I wish I would have known what I know now. I could have definitely sued for sexual harassment because of this. It always became an issue of what I was wearing. It didn't matter how many sales I had. It didn't matter how hard I worked. It didn't matter how much I was a team player. What mattered is what I was wearing. And I was so tired of it. And this is something that has happened to me throughout my career that some things that I wear like oh my god no they're too tight on her or they're too this and I remember coming home and crying to my mom and telling her I don't understand why people are so mean to me like just because of what I'm wearing like I dress professional I always buy professional stuff and this has been that something that growing up like I never understood and my mom would be like es que las viejas esas tienen envidia y tienen envidia and I'd be like no it's not that it's just like maybe I'm just not good at my job and this and that And it sucks. It sucks to be put in this category. And no matter what you do, it's how you look that matters. And it can stop you from promoting. It can stop you because then they're like, oh, she's all that's all she is. All she is is like tight clothes and all that's it. And I know I'm getting a little off track here, but I think it's hand in hand, like sexual harassment and the hypersexualization of Latinas go like together. And I feel like the hypersexualization of Latinas has like such a negative impact because we Latinas look all different. Some of us are curvy, some of us are not, some of us are loud, some of us are quiet. We come in all different shapes and sizes, we come in all different personalities. We don't have to fit this one particular definition of what the Latina in media is to be. And honestly, this makes me really sad because we are way more than that. Like I said, we're all different. We don't fit this category of the spicy Latina. And sometimes even our own culture hypersexualizes us like the toxica, right? I've talked about this before, how every Latina is a toxica and yo quiero mi toxica. Like, I am so annoyed with hearing that. But the change starts with us. You know, we have to be empowering each other and speaking against these stereotypes and these discriminations and creating safe spaces where our voices can be heard and we can be acknowledged and we are way more than whatever the media thinks we are. And I wanted to do this episode just to share my stories of things that men have said to me 
And it is um, men in our culture that have said this to me. So that makes me kind of sad. But at the same time, it's like keep standing up for yourself and keep advocating for yourself. Um, it doesn't matter if people think like, oh, she has an attitude and she's an angry girl or she's that. Stand up for yourself because you deserve to be respected and you are way more than what you look like and you are way more than whatever uh, little bubble the media thinks we fit and people think that every Latina is the same way. Like we're all different. We're all beautiful. We're beauty. We're brains. We're everything. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I enjoyed recording. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on Instagram and on TikTok. Follow me at Latina Podcast on Twitter and subscribe to my YouTube. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!